You are listening to the Sporty Nerds Universe podcast. Here are your hosts, Jeff Wolf, alongside Adam Dell. Dell, how are you doing this week? I'm good. I went to the Renaissance Festival yesterday. It was a smashing good time. That sounds like a lot of fun. It was. I saw I saw jousting. I saw this weird little, his name is Mooney. I'm sure you can find him online if you look for him on YouTube. He communicates only through whistling. He also juggles and um, I don't know. It's weird to explain, but it was probably the highlight of the day. Other than we found a baby group for our wedding, which I'm pretty excited about because it's an adorable baby group. You sold me at communicating through whistling. That's it. It was, That's it was all I needed. I can't even whistle. I was so enamored by this man's talent. He's just like, it was, that was my version of whistling. I'm sure that's great on an audio Uh, podcast. I apologize to your ears. That is, that's amazing. I mean, just the, the visuals people are probably having right now after hearing those noises. Like I just, I picture like the, uh, you seen frozen Two? Yes. So you, you seen the little, the little, uh, like a little chameleon. Yes. Yeah. I just picture him just running around now from hearing those sounds. I'm, I'm pretty happy I can give you that image. Yeah. So uh, my week hasn't been so great. Um, what happened to you? Oh, wait, never mind. I, I know the answer to this. It started off Thursday. Um, and, you, guys, yeah. you, guys, you guys had no wide receivers. No, we did. You had Randall Corn on the Cob. Uh, he's a receiver. From the he's... University of Kentucky, by the way. Yes. Um, and so I thought in my pick it was safe to put the, the, uh, the cards over the pack. Uh, put them at, at 13 out of, out of 15 spots. And that was the start of my downfall for this week. I, I think I got like 30 points. I usually average 100 points in Pick'em, in, in this Pick'em. And because of freaking number 12, that was the start of the decline for the week. And now I went from spot 11 to like spot 26. I'm like, I'm like out of it now. So I know you're blaming 12, and rightfully so. 12 did exactly what 12 supposed to do. Kyler didn't do what he was supposed to do. No, Kyler did not. But you know who did? You know who excelled at what he was supposed to do? Who? The greatest coach in the NFC, who, by the way, has the best record through 40 games in the NFL since the Super Bowl began. The game plan that Matt LaFleur came up with, executed to perfection by Rodgers, Dillon, and Jones. A.J. Dillon, I, do you remember before the season I said, remember the name A.J. Dillon? This yeah. is why. Because if they use him in this way, they can control the game. And they went in, like you said, no receivers. The first catch was by some guy. I'm like, who is that guy? I don't even know. Our DB, don't forget our defensive coordinator was out too. Um, So our DB's out, Jair Alexander, best quarterback in the league. Mm -hmm. Honestly, yeah, really is the best quarterback in the league. He's out. So we get some, I can't even remember his name. Douglas is his last name. Who was on the practice squad for Arizona. He ends up getting a game ceiling invita- or interception. But Matt LaFleur came in with a brilliant game plan and executed to perfection. He needs to have, him, have some respect put on his name. Two years in his third year, first two years, NFC Championship. Yes, I know they lost, but still, NFC Championship in his first two years. He had to deal with all the Rodgers drama this year. And still, other than that first week against New Orleans, which I still don't know what the hell happened that week, the Packers have looked consistently what the most complete team in the NFC. And I know you're going to say Brady and the Bucks and all that. And I get that until the Packers beat them. That's what it is. But right now, the Packers look to beat anybody in any style of game because of the way they're playing. What's funny is when you look at his first year with the Packers, it seemed like him and 
and Rogers just couldn't get on the same page whatsoever. And people thought that this was not going to work out well at all. And then you have the, the off season drama of, of, of last year, apparently Rogers just needed one more week to get, get his, uh, his shit together. But uh, yeah, here we are. And I mean, truly was the, the beginning of the end for me uh, for the it, week. It was a huge shock. I'm, I'm not going to, I, I know I'm talking shit, but that was a very tall order for green Bay to do. And damn it, they did it. I was so excited. And the funny thing was with like two and a half minutes when Aaron Jones scored air quote, that last touchdown, I started sending a message to a bunch of my friends, you know, surgical, methodical, brilliant game plan goes into Arizona, beats the best team of the league. Knots off the undefeated, unbeatable yep. Arizona Cardinals. Blah, blah. And then I look up and they overturn the touchdown. And so that whole last drive that Arizona's <laughs> coming down to win the game, I'm like, oh, God. And I had sent yeah. the message. So they all saw this. And I'm like, I'm going to never hear the end of it. Then Razul Douglas comes out, intercepts the ball when A.J. Green decided to unplug his controller or something. Uh, <laughs> and the best thing about this, have you seen the meme? Oh, you, there's, there's, no, oh, there's no way you so, couldn't have seen the meme. It's so great. It's such it's, a Rogers moment. It's the meme of the year. It uh, really is. As far as the football season goes. Yep. So far. So far. Yeah. And yeah. that was a great start to my week. Yeah. Well, I'm glad glad it was for you. And it ended with uh, yesterday's loss uh, with the Browns that we'll get into here in a little bit. Let's just let's just roll right into the sporty six, shall we? Okay. You guys can point the finger at him. You, you can talk about the vacation. And if you do that, it's really unfair. It's really unfair. It's my team. It's my quarterback. And if you guys do that, man, it's unfair. We lost as a team. We lost as a team, man. All right, topic number one, and it is it is a heartbreaking topic for Titans fans. Uh, Derrick Henry out for the season, broken bone in his foot. Uh, they got Jeremy McNichols that's going to step in, but also they just signed all day AP. All day is back in the league. AP's back in the league. Uh, they signed him to the active roster today. What do we expect to happen? I expect him to get very few carries for a few weeks. He will come in situationally. Uh, I don't expect it to be anything crazy, but he's a veteran. He's one of the best running backs to ever play the game. And if he even has half of what he had and can get a few flash plays in there, it's a brilliant signing for the Titans. I absolutely agree. Uh, I I got to say, Stephen A. Smith is the dumbest motherfucker I've ever heard. I can't stand Stephen A. Smith. I respect his pedigree, but I hate him. He comes on, he comes on ESPN today. What did I tell you earlier? I said, don't listen to ESPN. He came on to ESPN today saying, basically saying it's a, it's a sinking, sinking ship now. The Titans season is, is completely over. There's no chance. And it's just, it's absolutely not the case. Yes, is Derrick Henry uh, one of, not, not one of, he's the greatest running back in the league and losing him does hurt you. However, mm-hmm. Jeremy McNichols is a good, is, is, is a guy, no one can replace him. Let's, let's just put it out there. No one can replace Derrick Henry, but McNichols, you bring in a guy like AP, it was just, he's a workhorse. I guarantee you, he has been working in the gym every single day, uh, staying away from his family because he does not seem like a family <laughs> man. He seems like a gym, like just, just like a gym rat. So uh, he's going to be there. He's going to be ready. Might take a couple games uh, for him to get things going. Again, you're not going to get the production of Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, before, before going down uh, on the year at 219 and a half, 
219 attempts, 937 yards, 10 scores. I mean, the man was on pace to again possibly get over that 2,000 yard mark. So he it, he was on pace to break the record. Yeah. So it, it's a huge. It's it's a huge. I don't want to say huge. It is huge, but it's not. It's not so huge that this team is is going to be uh, dead. You got you got AJ Brown still. You still have Ryan Tannehill. You have some running backs that are going that are going to be able to make things still work. Um, and you still have the, the rest of the offense and the defense uh, shown yesterday that this team is is still going to be. I don't know if I want to call them a Super Bowl contending team. I don't know if uh, if if this bone will heal by playoff times, um, but um, it hurts them a little bit overall. They're still going to be okay. They just got some work to do. And now we're going to find out the big question is, can the Titans win without Derrick Henry? They went out and signed Ryan Tannehill to a big deal. Now it's time for him to prove that they made the right choice. Because anyone can hand the ball off to Derrick Henry yeah. and win 10 games a year. Mm-hmm. Now it's going to fall more on Tannehill. I think he is that quarterback. He's not going to go out and win a bunch of games for you, but he's also not going to lose the games. I think with yeah. the committee, with McNichols and Peterson, then you throw in A.J. Brown, like you said, um, Julio Jones, even though he hasn't had a great year, he's still there, and he is still Julio Jones. He'll make that catch when you need him to. The I, I, I'm not ready to write out the Titans yet. And, oh, and there's, really, there's really nobody at this point in the AFC who has pulled away as that they are definitely the best team in the conference. You got three teams at five and two, Titans are six and two. So you have the Ravens, Titans, Raiders, and Bills. Do any of those to you scream, we are definitely the best team in the conference? No, not right now, especially of what we've seen. I don't know. I just still see him going deep. I'm with you, though. I think they're out of that Super Bowl contention because it was at the beginning of the season we were talking Bills, Browns, Chiefs, Titans. Those were kind of like the four teams. Uh, Ravens were kind of thrown around in there as well. Ravens look good, but every team seems to be able to not beat the team that they should be. Case in point, the fucking Bengals somehow lost to the Jets and Mike White. Like, here's the thing. Uh, the Bengals played the Ravens. The Ravens didn't look good. Um, and then the Bengals play the Jets. The Bengals look look good, but you didn't beat the Jets. The same Tennessee Titans didn't beat the Jets. The Jets are like this, this giant killer out there. And it's it's kind of fun, uh, but it's kind of dumb at the same time. But yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it's parody. It's what the NFL wants. Yeah, that's, what, and, that's all, great. As fans. Absolutely. It makes the so, red zone so much more fun, too. Yeah, so uh, not not throwing out the the, uh, the Titans yet. I think the Titans are going to be fine. Uh, let's move on to the other big news that happened for the day, though. Uh, Rams are getting an upgrade. They're getting they're getting the Broncos Von Miller. Yeah, that that sucks. <laughs> well, I, I mean, it's a great move for the Rams, but as a Packers fan, that sucks. Oh yeah. The thing is, if he stays healthy. Um, that that that's the big thing with him is, is if he stays healthy, the Rams, you put Donald on the other side, that is absolutely terrifying. And I don't know any offense in the league, including Green Bay, who could really shut that down. The fact that they only had to give away day two picks in 2022 uh, for a guy like Von Miller, who's been battling injuries. He's not he's not the same Von Miller uh, that uh, we came to expect from from him with the Broncos um, years past, but. This is a huge upgrade uh, to uh, to the Rams' defense, and it just makes them even stronger uh, as we go into the second half of the season. Absolutely little, great deal for them. Yeah, a little bit more information on it. 
Uh, so they are giving, or the Rams are sending the Broncos a second and third round pick in 2022. And the Broncos are paying $9 million of Von Miller's remaining $9.7 million salary. So wow. basically, the Broncos have to pay them, but they're getting, they're essentially paying $9 million for two more draft picks. Yeah. Which, I mean, every team does it differently. I still believe going through the draft is the best thing for a team. And if they're basically saying, all right, it's time to rebuild a little bit. Yeah. Uh, let's head over to uh, the diamond for a second. The uh, diamond. The diamond. What we, I don't know if you know this, but we are in the World Series right now. I am very aware of that. Are you? Okay. Well, my Bama fam, shout out to my Bama Dells, uh, are huge Braves fans. So, okay. Hey, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a Braves fan this year, too. All of America is a Braves fan, yeah. except for some little tiny town in Texas called Houston. And I even mean, half of them are probably like, eh, I'll say I this. like you, but there's some red flags. I'll say this, and it's not it's not a popular opinion, and I understand that, but it actually irks me just how much hate the Astros get. Um, I understand because of because of the uh, the cheating, and that that's great. But it's like as if you were an Astros fan and you had to keep hearing this more and more. I mean, they're not cheating right now. Obviously, they've they, they got they got in trouble. It's no, they all, didn't. That's the issue. They, they did. They, did they they got a slap in the wrist for robbing a multi-billion-dollar company. I, I I agree, but it's like if you were a fan and you had to keep explaining your for you had to keep defending your team when it's it's happened years ago now. It's like when when does that stop? When does when does the cheating talk stop? Does it ever stop? I don't know. Ask Republicans. Wow, you want to go here? Wow, especially with the, the 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 whole thing where you guys basically took someone out and put someone else in that didn't actually get all the votes. Okay, that's great. Um, do we even keep this in? Oh. I don't know. The... <laughs> that was a good joke. That was a good joke, though. That was a good joke. Thank you. Yes, yes. I'll give. You. I'll I decide mean, when I'm editing this if, if this is going to stay. In, it's it's, o- it's only because of the whole like. He cheated to win, and that's all we hear even to this day. There are people who still think Trump's a president. I'm just like, well, yeah, what? those people. Oh my god, that's what I'm saying. Like, those not everyone people. is it. I, it's I like, was, here's, this. I think, I think, I think there was shady business that happened, but I think there's shady business that happens every single election. So there was not, not enough shady business to overturn the election, and the fact that he's getting millions and millions and millions of dollars from Republicans to keep supporting this idea shows that it's just like it, it's. Yeah, He's just giving enough. him money. I agree with that. Like, enough stop. Enough. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's relevant because he was in Atlanta the other night. And so was Melania, although it was very clear she did not want to be there. No, she, she, that scowl. She yeah. did not want to be there whatsoever. She's sitting here like, am I really going to do this for four more years? Yeah. <laughs> do I have it in me? Right. <laughs> All right. But back on the World Series, Braves are up 3-2 in the series. Uh, they had a chance last night as we're recording this, they had a chance to be the very first team to ever win a World Series on Halloween night. That would have been so cool. Yeah, I, can I you imagine? It happened so much. The only thing is Atlanta might have burned out. Yeah, it <laughs> like really That would have been the craziest party in the history of the world. It really could. So uh, next game is game six. Uh, it's going to be tomorrow night as we're recording this. Uh, and it's they're gonna back be in Houston. Houston. Yeah, yep. back to Houston for the last two. So that's, yep. I always love, like, I, I've been on the Braves since the playoffs started because I shouldn't have a dog in the race. And I was like, you know what? Our good buddy, G Rob, is a big yep. Braves fan. Um, I have uh, another uh, friend of mine 
David Fielder, if you're listening, um, with uh, Buck City Breaks, he uh, he's always in the chat. He's a big Braves fan too. So I was like, you know what? I'll jump on the Braves and 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 let's see how it goes. And it's crazy that the Braves are playing this well and they've gotten to the World Series now up three um, two without Ronald Acuna. Uh, it's it's absolutely astonishing to me. Well, baseball is more than any sport, except for maybe hockey, when you get hot and they got hot at the right yeah, time. It's what they did. Every year, that seems to be what happens in the, in the MLB. It doesn't matter how good you are, it's the long ass season. Yeah, and Dan it's Swanson is when you kind, of that, kind of proven that too. Exactly, he's proven it right at the right at the uh, the end of the season, and and he's showing up. Uh, he's, he's actually an Atlanta guy himself, so it's kind of cool that the, that he's doing this for the home team. And I'm cheering for the Braves, not because of the cheating thing or anything like that. I'm just just because of other other kind of relationships I have. You know what, Braves. The Braves are kind of like the Indians, you know? Like, even though they beat the Indians in 95, they're kind of like the Indians to me, so. Um, I've been to a game at Turner Field, and I'll tell you what, I had an absolute blast. But I'm semi- a hawk on. Oh, it was so much fun. And enjoy it while you can. Don't even get me started. That's going to be a whole I, – I, I can't even believe it. This world, okay. All right, and with that, let's get on to week of review of week eight of the NFL Gosh, this was just a crazy week. Uh, it started with that Thursday night game where things didn't go as the majority of people expected. Um, and it just kind of snowball affected. You have people like Mike White, who, who, who I didn't even think was still in the league. The only reason I know his name is because I pulled a, a rookie autograph of him uh, a couple of years ago. But yeah, you have Mike White coming out here doing his thing uh, while you have someone like Tom Brady. Uh, is getting up upstaged by by a guy you didn't even think was still in the league. Yeah, it was an interesting week, but you know what? It's the best thing that could happen to the NFL. Yeah, the NFL the NFL is built on parody, and like it's still no matter what right now until you beat Tom Brady. At this point, Tom Brady is the king, and the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. And I know we always say Tom Brady because it's just Tom Brady. That defense is the real reason the Buccaneers are so good. But as a Packers fan, this legit was the best week that could have ever happened. The Bears lost. The Lions aren't even relevant. Yeah, it was just a lot of parody this week, and I'm, I'm okay with that. Packers won. Uh, Browns didn't win. So yeah, what, I didn't get a chance to see it. So like I said, I was at the Renaissance Fest. But what happened with the Browns? It was just Baker was fine. Um, for anyone that wants to say it was it was on Baker, shut up. And that's a nice thing I can say to you because it wasn't. Um, he had maybe a couple of throws he'd like to get back, but for someone that was 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 injured in a in a sling baker did perfectly fine uh it was it was a bad day for jarvis landry jarvis just he had a fumble on the 20 um six minutes left in the game when the browns are about to have they have momentum they're about to score um and gives back to the steelers then when we come back again jarvis landry misses a catch Uh, hooper misses a misses a catch um and and people can say oh well the ball wasn't where it should have been the fact of the matter is most of these balls were right there in their hands and it went through their hands. My general rule is if it's through your hands, you should have caught it. Um, and they may have been a little high to, to Hooper. Hooper's a tall guy. So I'm, not, I'm not, not saying I'm making excuses for Baker, but I'm really saying that this hate for Baker needs to stop. Uh, you need to look at, at the other people on the field. Um, and Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow's, as of recording, tomorrow's a trade deadline. Mm-hmm. You're GM Barry. Are you shopping Beckham or Landry today? I'm I'm shopping Beckham. I'm shopping Beckham. I'm 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 doing what what I said I would have done for like the last year, 
And especially now with, 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 with our banged up offensive line, I'm shopping him for a, an offensive lineman. Um, even if it's just, uh, even smart. if it's just, even if it's just a one-year deal, uh, we got Chubb back. We're going to get Hunt back here uh, couple weeks. In, a, in a couple weeks. How did uh, Dearness Johnson do? Dearness was, was uh, definitely not the focal point of, of the offense, uh, but offensively, running-wise, they, they just couldn't get things, get things going. And on the flip side, Najee Harris was running all over the Browns. Like, I, I just, for some reason, I just knew he was going to. I love Najee. I hate Steelers. I love Najee, though. He's such a good mm-hmm. guy. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, I mean, the fact is the Browns scored 10 points. And the Browns held the Steelers at 15 points. You would imagine if you could hold a team to 15 points, you should win. Didn't happen. Um, they just, they are still at a point where they just cannot play complimentary football. Um, one side is always, is always uh, overdoing the other. And it's never, um, it's never a complimentary game uh, between the offense and the defense. So it's a bad loss. Um, now you have to look at yourself and you got to say, all right, we, <laughs> this can't happen anymore. Like if so, Season's over for the Browns. Yeah, they're, they're getting close to the point where they're going to have to start fighting for playoff lives. Absolutely. And especially out of this division, everyone is playing great football. And they have Cincinnati coming up next week. That's going to be a very telling game. See, the crazy thing is the Browns are last in their division right now, but they're two games out from being in first. Mm-hmm. Which is telling for how tough that division is. It's going to be a hell of a schedule down the stretch, too, for sure. Yeah, and, and, and honestly, if the season ended last week, the Browns were actually already into the playoffs. So uh, it's going to be it's going to be a fun. It's going to be not so fun for me as a Browns fan. For other people just watching the divisional races, it's going to be fun. Uh, but yeah, lots of parity this week, and uh, like you said, as fans, we like to see it. And we get uh, the Browns get a game against the Bengals in Cincinnati this week. It's Battle of Ohio. Uh, you think Browns pull that game off? I'm not confident. I'm really not confident. Um, it's going to better on this on this defense because that Cincinnati team can really throw the ball. Joey B can really throw the ball, and they have some really good weapons. Uh, I'm scared to see Jamar Chase. Um, I'm scared to see T. Higgy. Sca- scared to see uh, Tyler Boyd. Uh, even their tight end CJ. Is, I mean, they have they have a good team, a much better team than a lot of people expected. I expect them to have a good team this year. Didn't expect them to be better than the Browns. Um, didn't expect them to beat the Ravens. Just expect them to beat the Steelers. And the damn Browns can't even beat the Steelers. So, Tell you what, look at, I'm, I'm looking at the schedule right now. They have the Lions on the 21st. So that should be a win. Other than be. that, there is not a single game because they're at Cincinnati and then at New England, which uh, Matt Jones quietly is having a good year. Um, they should beat the Chargers. Right. They're at the Ravens. And then they have a bye, and then they host the Ravens. So back to back games, they got the Ravens, and then they end with hosting the Raiders, going to Green Bay on Christmas night, and then at Pittsburgh, and then hosting the Bengals in the last game of the season. That is a tough ass schedule to win. That's a scary I don't think they, second half. That is, and before the season, you would have really known that. But look at it now. No. A lot of them are division leaders, and they might not make the playoffs, which no. is crazy considering the expectations on the Browns team. I know they're injured. I know they've had to deal with a lot of injuries and that yeah, but explain not, some of it. No, but, maybe some of it, but no, it's, it's, it's it, part of it is coaching. Honestly, Stefanski is not having his greatest season as a coach right now. Uh, and you can, you can see it on the field. Baker's not, I hate to say something negative about Baker, but <laughs> I'm going to be real. Baker is not showing the improvements injured or not. He's not showing the necessary improvements of really controlling this offense. Um, now, part of it is I think Stefanski is not being 
really willing on letting him be that 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 Brett Favre gunslinger that we know he can be. Um, That's not how of, his offense is built, though. He's I know. Not, it, there's way too much checkdowns last this weekend. Way too many. Way too many screens. Um, it, it, I agree. It's not how the offense is built, but. I think at this point, halfway through the season and where we're at and the disappointment that we're at, I think some things need to be, need to get changed with Stefanski's, Stefanski's role. Time to tweak you a little bit. Yeah. All right. Anything else from this past week of football that you really want to touch on real quick? Jeez. Eagles put up 44 against Detroit. Yeah. It's Detroit though. Which yeah, actually, you I, know what? Detroit is Detroit's, a good, bad team. They are. Most of their games are close. They just usually, they, they, they just keep losing them. Yeah. But no, I'd be other than that, be the Ravens. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, the Bills uh, final score 26 11 versus the Dolphins. They cover. Um, but you know what? It didn't look like it early on. Uh, halfway through that game, you're wondering what's going on because Josh Allen really couldn't get things together early on. But in the end of, end of it, he figured, he figured things out. And the Dolphins are who we thought they were. All right. Next, we're going to put it, we're going we're to talk a little puck. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get your, uh, your hockey hat on for you, Dell. Uh, my, my hockey hat. Yes. So the commissioner, Gary Bettman, is defending NHL's disciplinary decisions uh, on the whole Blackhawk scandal. Explain what all is really going on here. So basically, there is an internal investigation with the Blackhawks that came out that a player was sexually assaulted back in 2010, and nobody really did anything about it. So the report comes out the next day on TSN, which is, if you don't know, like Canada's ESPN, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, it, Kyle Beach is actually the player who came out. So the video coach was Brad Aldrich. He was the video coach for Chicago. Uh, and he sexually assaulted Kyle Beach. And so Kyle Beach went to uh, a couple of the higher ups for the Blackhawks. And this is in 2010 when they were doing really well and they went on to win the title. Uh, and they did nothing at all. And 11 years later, this is coming out, and the GM for the Blackhawks stepped down, the coach for the Florida Panthers. So Leach was a minor league player at the time, playing for Chicago, and the video coach for Chicago at the time was Brad Aldrich, and he um, essentially sexually assaulted them. And he was also later convicted of sexually assaulting at Michigan in 2013. So all this comes out that they ignored it. Um, Florida Panthers head coach Joel Quinterville ended up stepping down the other day. Uh, he was the coach for the Blackhawks in 2010. Uh, Gary Bettman also met with the Winnipeg Jets general manager, Kevin Chevodayoff, uh, who was an assistant GM for the Blackhawks, but ended up not punishing him. Um, but basically what they're saying is like all of hockey's culture allows this kind of stuff. Culture allows this kind of behavior to happen in, in today's world. Not, not in today's world. Scratch that. Like, this shit should not happen, period. No, and, and it, it keeps happening. Yeah, it's not, it's, it's not a hockey thing; it's a sports mm-hmm. thing. But and, and it needs. Obviously, I have no idea how to stop it. But no, uh, fourteen former players in an amateur Canadian league have recently filed a lawsuit saying that they were sexually and physically assaulted while being Hayes when they were like teenagers. Uh, a former coach for the Pittsburgh Penguins minor league affiliate accused the team in a lawsuit of firing him after it reported that a boss had sexually assaulted his wife. Um, there's, there's and all of this uh, is from a uh, New York Times article by Kevin Draper, where he's, you know, listens to all the things that are going on in the, in the NHL. Um, Chicago got fined $2 million for it, which is fucking ridiculous, to be honest. Uh, like, they need to lose draft pits. This, there needs to be a message sent 
that this cannot and will not happen. And if you do, we're going to make it really bad for your entire organization. Money, not, money should not be be the thing that that, that covers something up. No, these, these owners, they have money. This isn't that's nothing to them. Hurt, make them hurt. Mm-hmm. And you know how you fix this? You be a, a fucking good person and just stop well, this shit. That's not going to happen. I mean that, but that's that's all that that should have to happen. It's it's disgusting that we're seeing this still. Like eleven years, he couldn't come forward for eleven years. He should he should be able to feel comfortable to come forward. I mean, this shouldn't happen. This shouldn't happen in the NHL. It shouldn't happen in the NFL, NBA, MLS, anywhere, anywhere, um, gymnastics. This is it. In it, 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 it's we're finally seeing things come to light, and that's great that we're seeing it come to light. We need things in process for all these organizations so this doesn't happen anymore. No one should be harassed like this. No one should be assaulted like this. No one should have to uh, worry about coming forward. Um, People need to be put in their place for what they do if they do something wrong, and this is absolutely wrong. Um, I'm with you. Money's not going to, like $2 million. On paper, it sounds like a lot of money, but money for them is nothing. Hurt them where, where it really counts. Beach came out, and the reason he said the reason he came out to let people know it was him is he wanted to make sure that he did everything in his power to make sure that this doesn't happen. So, um, just I, I don't know what to say to Kyle Beach. It's this it sucks. Yeah, but, that's all you can say. It's 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 yeah. a really awful situation. All right, we're going to finish things off this week with Sporty Six, kind of revisiting the 2019 NBA draft. Uh, had to put a little bit of NBA in here for me. Yay. Uh, <laughs> so in 2019, everyone knows, uh, number, picks number one and two, Zion and Jaw. Um, what, what we can see now in 2022 season is the same thing I've been saying since 2019. Zion was not the right, right player for number one. Is Zion um, a great athlete? Absolutely, when he's on the court which at this point is about half the amount of time that Jaw's been on the court. Uh, he hasn't even suited up this year. He's not going to suit up for another two to three weeks, possibly. Um, Zion is a type of player that he's a big guy. And oh, that's a whole other topic. But he's a big guy with his bone structure. I just, I didn't see it working unless he was superhuman. He really had to be superhuman uh, for him not to really abstain leg injuries the way that the way that the man is and it's it's sad for him he's still he's still a great a great athlete but as far as i'm concerned the debate is over josh should not uh should not have been number two josh should have been number one and it's not even close i and and you know how much i watch and enjoy the sport of basketball um but the ball that goes in the basket yes the ball that goes in the basket um i mean i respect the players and blah, blah 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 but i just hate the damn game uh but you just hate some of the rules. Yeah, well, that's part of the game. If they, if they made it eliminated, it would instantly become like my seventh favorite sport. Behind football, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, probably lacrosse, uh, sl- be- sl- bobsled. That, okay, I don't even know to crowd the top ten. But, you know, well, I mean, anyway. you, did, you, get, you got six, so. Right. Uh, but How anyway. Who cool would it be if there was – 
if there's like professional lacrosse. Like I know that there kind of is. There is, the, but the, it's like, yeah. I mean, no one cares though. Yeah, no well, one Col- cares. Columbus had a team for a little bit, but it folded because no one came. Um, exactly. How yeah, cool I, would it be because lacrosse is really fun to watch. Honestly, it is. But at the same time, it's what we're. You know, how often do you see lacrosse talked about on Sports Center? Exactly. That's the same problem that WNBA has. If you don't talk about the sports, it's the people who tell us what sports we're supposed to care about, the ESPNs, uh, NBC Sports, Fox Sports. So they talked about stuff more. We would care about it more. Until this year, they didn't even talk about the NHL. Right. That's a problem. They tweeted at the Blue Jackets once, and the Blue Jackets retweeted, uh, who dis? Exactly. One of the funniest things ever. Exactly. and And it's like... The other day, they even laughed about it. First hit came on, and they were like, Stephen A., can you break down this hockey game for us? He's like, you know I can't. But of course you can. You're only the face of ESPN yeah. for some reason. And ESPN oh, just gosh. paid a bunch of money to acquire the rights to the NHL. What which, does by Stephen the way, A. know? He knows basketball. He doesn't give a shit about no, hockey. But what does, he, what does he know about higher-ups at ESPN? To be able to stay there and make the money he does. Here's the thing: and I be don't an like absolute piece of shit that he is. I don't like Stephen A. Smith, but Stephen A. Smith is not directed at me. He is directed at the youth or whoever else likes him. I, I don't understand, but he's there. He's, he's directed. He's directed to the millennials that love hot takes. I don't think that's millennial. You realize we're millennials, right? Yeah, we're different millennials. That's not how it counts. Words. Yeah, it is though. Um, but for my experience, it's been two years. Yeah, I know he's had a lot of leg injuries, and it's to be hard to come back from that. I'm just not ready to rule that decision yet because it's only been two years. With all Zion right. and Ja, let's do let's do something right here. Okay. Um. All right. So, Ja has played in 136 games, entering his third uh, third season now. Zion, 85. Zion, 85 games. Even when he's playing in those games. So Zion is averaging 25.7 points in those 85 games. Whereas Jaw, 18.9 points over double the amount of games played, which seems like Zion's the better player. But is he really? Because he's only he's only playing half the time. So is 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 he a better player than Jaw for his position? Absolutely. But I knew that the legs were going to be an issue. I knew that, and I knew that the, the, the longevity of his career was going to be far less than a player like Jaw. So it's like you can, you can, have, the, you can have like the five, ten more points per game that Zion's going to get you. Give me Jaw uh, to only miss maybe a, a couple weeks in a season, whereas Zion is proven he can't even stay healthy for half a year. That is his biggest thing. If he can stay healthy, though, I don't think this is a question. Absolutely not. It's not. I agree. So you're basing that. your entire argument. So if Zion magically stops being hurt, which probably isn't going to happen because of the, the stuff you mentioned, but if Zion stays healthy, he's going to be a better player for than Ja in the NBA. If you look at current stats, in pretty much every category, when he plays and you average him out, Zion has a better per game average in almost at a, every category. The question is going to be: Is does he play as many games? If he does. It's a better choice. Now, when you make a when you're picking first overall, are you picking for two years or are you picking for 15 years? You're you're picking for 15 years. Exactly. So the I'm five years after the draft class, I'm with you. That argument can be made. Two years and a couple of injuries to throw in. I'm not ready to write this off yet. Zion, when he's healthy, is one of, if not the most dominant player in the entire world. Do not write him off yet. Fair enough. 
All right, we're going to take a break here. When we get back, we are going to give you nerds what you want to hear. We are going to predict Eternals. Going to give our predictions for the movie, our predictions for the end scenes, the cut scenes. Going to give predictions for what we actually think is going to happen from this, what is going to happen moving forward with the MCU. We will be back in a second. Oh, nerdy debate. I can do this all day. Yeah, I know. I know. No, I'm sorry, Lena. I, I shouldn't have said that word. Later. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you, you, you just messed with your dog's head yeah. right there, and yeah. I think that I think that should be in the podcast. <laughs> so what I was trying to say is, welcome back to the Sporting Nerds Universe podcast. I am Adam Dell alongside Jeff Wolf, as always. And today we are going to be talking about the Eternals, which comes out as of recording in four days. On technically, it comes out on Friday, but everyone knows it comes out Thursday. Uh, and I am ecstatic to see this movie. Uh, what about you? What what do you do? You have any interest in this movie other than the fact that it's just a Marvel movie, or what do you know about the Eternals? So if this wasn't if this wasn't Marvel Presents, I probably wouldn't even see it. And I'm just really? being honest. I'm just being honest with you. Um, it looks beautiful, and it looks like it's going to be a beautiful Marvel movie. Um, it but it's 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 as far as uh, how excited I am for this. I'm excited because it's a Marvel movie. Uh, I'm excited because in some way, I hope that it's going to uh, advance the MCU. It's going to advance what we know about certain characters already. Um, but uh, if I could say that, if, 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 if I were to say that I'm more excited about this than seeing Spider-Man, seeing Doctor Strange, um, to be seeing even Hawkeye on, on, on Disney+, Plus, that would be a lie. I'm not. Um, but uh, I, I am going to go into it with a very open mind and uh, I hope, I hope, uh, just like uh, Shang Chi, uh, I wasn't, I didn't know what to expect, so I wasn't really that, that, that super excited for it. And I walked out of the theater like, wow, this was a really good experience. This was a really fun movie, uh, and and I'm, I'm hoping that I have the same, same reaction this time around. Okay, so I'm going into this. I know, honestly, I know nothing about the story in terms of the comics, other than uh, that they're like up there with the Celestials, and they're very, very, yeah. very powerful people. But I'm going to take away from the comic book side of this. And I'm going to look at the human eyes, um, what I just see from this movie. Okay. First thing I want to talk about, Angelina Jolie, Richard Madden. Oh, sorry, yep. you, said, you said Angelina Jolie. Did you growl or snore? I, was, I, I, I almost fell right asleep already. Okay, that's a whole other conversation. We need mm-hmm, to have. Mm-hmm. Okay, Richard Madden, Dimachan, Sama Hayek, Kit Harrington, Kumani Najiani. Like the cast for this movie in itself shows me how much Marvel believes in it. Oh, and it's incredible. And we haven't even talked about Chloe Zhao yet, who just won uh, the Oscar for Best Director. Mm-hmm. What they put into this movie is essentially, I am excited simply because of my faith in Kevin Feige. I don't think Kevin Feige drops the money, gets this cast for this story and these characters without having some kind of long-term plan to it especially like Richard Madden and Kit Harrington, because both of them were huge in Game of Thrones and their popularity level will bring the entire fan. Like anybody who watched it, the, the diehard Game of Thrones fans, a lot of them probably already are Marvel fans, but they'll come to this movie just because those two are in it. Yeah, I would agree so, with that. I mean, so, time, is, time has passed, so the, the hype of those names aren't uh, at, at an all-time high as it could be, but it doesn't even matter. Um, I, I, dis- I disagree. Game of Thrones is, one, even though the ending probably one of the worst endings of anything in the history of ever. 
Um, <laughs> oh, I hated it. And we just, no, did. just, it was horrible. It was rushed. It was just bad. But anyway, um, the people who love that show, that's not the show that you watch and then forget about. When, when you love that show, plus you have all the books and the lore and the new, the new series coming out next year, I still think that most people who would see it four years ago when it was in demand would still go see it to this day. Okay. But I'm getting off track. <clears throat> Kevin Feige has said this movie will reshape the future of the MCU. Uh, they've, at least in the trailers, we know that they were not allowed to interfere unless they were instructed mm-hmm. uh, by the Celestials. And that hopefully can be explained a little better. I know nothing about the story, but I am stoked to see it. And I, if this comes up to the expectations that they've put out simply by the people they've attached to this project, and the very few things they've said about it, this should be in a top five Marvel movie. Should be. I don't know if it will, uh, but with the talent here, they're expecting something, and it would be very, very public if Marvel really bombed on in on a spectacle of this level. So I have faith in Feige, and that's why I'm excited to see. Okay, so let's let's look at non spoilers here. Let's look at some critic reviews of this movie right now. Just going to take a couple, uh, t- couple pros, couple cons, and let's kind of let's kind of put it in our mouth. Let's okay. kind of let it let it resonate a little bit. Okay, we need to take where you said. Let's just put it in our mouth and do a soundbite and use it in the future. Okay, fair enough. Cool. All right. So here's a pro. Uh, this comes from a top critic. I'm not going to say any names. Some rough edges, but we should cherish a glossy blockbuster that has something to say. Um, okay. A negative. Zhao is a baffling choice. A filmmaker who is ill-equipped and out of her element, with her discomfort visible across nearly every frame of the film. Okay. Here's a pro. Eternals is not a bad movie. It is ambitious and tries hard to be different from the rest. However, it is ultimately unsatisfying in the most of the film is full of promises for other stories to come. Let us hope these promises are not empty ones. That was a pro. Um, and then let's go one more. In the end, Eternals is a fine movie. It's sometimes significantly more than that. That is too mirrored in exposition and predictable franchise-informing plotting. So when I read things like this, these are big words, first of all. And what that's telling me is you don't have Marvel critics looking at this. You have blockbuster movie critics looking at this because that is what this film is, is generating the buzz of. And it, what worries me is that this movie might be going a little too, there might be a little too much going on in this for, for it to be a Marvel movie. And overall, I can tell you, we will, ne- we will never see a movie like this outside of this realm for a Marvel movie. It's just a completely different movie. This is a completely different thing than like an Iron Man or, or Captain America, something like that. This is completely different. And I think people need to, and I haven't seen it. This is just my prediction. I think people need to go into this movie not expecting to see a Marvel movie, but to see something different and go in with an open mind. I agree with you in some way. This is not going to be your typical Iron Man, Thor, or anything like that. But I do believe this is where Marvel is heading. Because there's a reason. Does that Marvel worry ha- you? No. 
Not at that, all. that worries the shit out of me. If well, that's I mean, true. So did you like WandaVision? Yeah. Did you like Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Yeah, it was probably the only one I didn't really. It was okay. Okay. Loki, you enjoyed? Yep. Yep. Uh, I'm looking how forward can, to Hawkeye. How can you not? Because the, the little gator with the, the Loki horns? Oh, that on. was so great. Yeah. But there's a very big theme to what Marvel is doing now compared to what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Pretty much all the movies through phase one through three are your traditional heroes. your Captain America, your Thor, your Iron Man, um, you know, Ant-Man. These are the, one, the big heroes. But there is one thing that they all had in common for the most part. Until Black Panther and until Black Widow, the leads were white men. Growing up in the 60s and 70s and the 80s, and when these comics were big and popular, and Stanley has said this, comics will always be used to tell the story of social issues through these characters. What's the difference between when you were growing up and I was growing up when it comes to inclusivity and divisiveness and not, 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 not divisive, diversity and having all these different representations? WandaVision, you had a female-led show. Loki came out as bi in the middle of his show. Um, you had Black Panther, Black Widow. As Marvel progresses in terms of like timeline, their character choices are becoming more progressive. And that is evident in this movie. With the cast, they have different races, different cultures. Uh, I don't know this for sure, but I've seen... Uh, this might be a minor spoiler, um, so be careful with this if you don't want to know this. Um, but there is some LGBTQ representation in the Eternals. I believe there's two males who kiss in the movie. Um, that is where Marvel. I hope it's, it's Cat Harrington. Cat or Kit? Kit, yeah. I mean, Kit Harrington and Richard Madden kissing. I mean, I'm a straight man. That'd He's be a beautiful hot. looking man. Yeah, that, that that'd be hot. Yeah. Uh, plus, like, I'm married to a big Game of Thrones fan. If I get to see, if she gets to watch Kate Harrington, I'm sorry, I'm engaged to a big Game of Thrones yes, fan. Yes, right. And if she gets to watch Kate Harrington and Richard Madden kiss, I might get lucky that night. So I <laughs> fully will support this. Yeah. But but that's what Marvel was doing. They're, they're, they're telling stories that aren't made for white American kids, which is what, I'm not saying Iron Man and all of them were, but they're becoming more divisive. With the way this movie's going, the story looks interesting. I know nothing about it, but I have absolutely no issue whatsoever with the way Marvel is heading. And if they do choose to become more artistic and potentially win an Oscar, which the whole thing about the Academy not putting Marvel movies in simply because they're superhero movies other than Black Panther is bullshit. And I know there are people who say that Marvel isn't, they're, they're blockbuster movies, they're not art. I'm sorry, I've never had a better experience in a movie theater than I did with Infinity War and Endgame. What is art if not pure audience happiness? I mean, art is so many different things, and and, and I agree with you. It's uh, what we saw with Endgame and with Infinity War was uh, it was was magical. Um, I guess my my rebuttal to what you just said is why can't we get the all-inclusiveness but still tell the same kind of stories that we told in the first couple phases. Why does it have to be so uh, so drastic of a change? Because then they'd be repetitive. I don't want the same stories again and again. I'm not saying the same stories. Why can't we have all-inclusive stories told in the same kind of realm, if you get what I'm saying? I'm not saying to tell the same stories. I'm saying, why does this have to be so 
so big and so 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 artsy just to tell those kinds of stories because they're experimenting they've been doing that this entire phase i mean wandavision was something that honestly has never really been done the way they told the story through all the different sitcoms and all the Mm -hmm. different years loki is very and honestly this whole phase right now with the multiverse and the time travel and everything is getting very very sci-fi first few marvels weren't sci-fi now this is straight sci-fi uh, straight, uh, multiverse of madness is going to it sounds like it's going to be another avengers level event like civil war was where you had because i mean i can't imagine spider-man's not in this movie uh, mm. you know no, no way home is going to be just as big of a movie so it's not like we're not getting those movies that we love and, and can't wait for thor love and thunder is going to be there we're still getting those movies but it's not like they have to sell to us we're going to go see any marvel movie there is but one of the best for now for this weekend right but one of the best tweets for this weekend was Simu Liu, the guy who played Shang-Chi, said that seeing so many young Asian kids dressed up as Shang-Chi just made his heart melt. There's been Captain America, there's been Thor's, there's been Iron Man, there's been Black Widows, there's been all these for years and years and years. So Disney, and let's not forget marketing toys, that's going to play a big part of this. But they're experimenting, they're storytelling, we're still doing the same movies that we wanted but they're also branching out the kinds of movies that they want to talk about. And yes, this one is going to be more of an artistic film. There are going to be plenty of Marvel fans who don't like it for the right reasons. It's just not their film. There's also going to be plenty of Marvel fans who, and I kind of wanted to touch on this, are review bombing the movie because it is inclusive and it has LGBTQ members. It's the same thing they did with Captain Marvel. It's the same thing they did with Black Panther. Marvel is not simply for white men, which is what for the majority of the first 23 movies were aimed for. So and, I mean, I it, have, and it shouldn't be. Like you right. said, that was never Stanley's um, uh, vision. It was right. never. It was never just to be for for one type of person. It was to be all inclusive for for everyone to enjoy and everyone to see themselves in a character and 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 have their story told. Exactly. And now we have Miss Marvel, which is a Muslim American. Uh, you you have the, the Marvels coming out. You have. Eternals, you have all these different characters so that every kid everywhere can have a hero. And if that means that I have to deal with an artsy movie from Marvel, I will live with it. And you know what? If I don't like that movie, there's 24 other ones for me to watch that I know I enjoy. Mm -hmm. So I have no issue whatsoever with them experimenting. I encourage them to experiment. It's like Lincoln Park. I was a huge Lincoln Park fan growing up. They were my favorite band. And then around their third album, they switched from the really heavy alt-rock rap combo they had made and they went and did something like Menace to Midnight which had a little bit of a different tone and then they did A Thousand Sons which was a, a complete concept album but they experimented and changed and they weren't the same thing over and over and over again that's what Marvel was doing a lot of people didn't like the new Lincoln Park I didn't like the music as much but I respect the hell out of them as, as an artist to try something new and brave and not fall back on the same stuff that down to the, the, the success they had Marvel was doing the same thing and they're doing it in a way that we can't judge for seven years because we may not like the Eternals when this movie comes out. But what that storyline is, and, and one of the critics mentioned this, it's setting up for the future. It's not a two and a half hour movie. This is part of a 50 hour marathon of a story that we're going to have over the next three years. So to answer your question, you asked like 20 minutes ago. Uh, I have no problem with Marvel expanding and trying new genres. I'm excited to see what they can do. They haven't really let me down at all. And again, if I don't like it, I don't like this movie. There, that moment in Endgame, in Infinity War, where you had the girl power moment. You know, that wasn't for me. But 
there was probably an eight-year-old girl in a movie theater clapping and cheering because of all of her all, all of her female superheroes were on the screen together. That that's my opinion on it. And fuck the people who are bombing this movie just because it has a gay character. Get a fucking life. I I agree with that for sure. Um, all right, so we've talked about the the direction. <laughs> oh, sorry, the... sorry. No, no, we're keeping it in. Oh no, no, I was just saying that was a, the, that was a great segment. I, I think oh, okay, was, I know okay. I talked a lot, but <laughs> okay, no, yeah, you did, but you had you had a lot of you had a lot of great points. I was I wasn't going to stop you. Um, so we've talked about the uh, the direction of the film. Let's talk about what we see happening in this film that's going to affect the characters that we already know. What are your predictions on going forward? What is this really setting up? So this is going to set up some. I the I think this is more of a setup for phase five and six than I do right now. Uh, we we simply don't know yet. But I think as we as we go in the future, you start bringing in, you know, Galactus and uh, Fantastic Four and X Men and mutants and all the stuff that Marvel now has the rights to, or Disney has the rights to. But you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I, I think. I don't think we're going to know after this movie exactly what was so great about it. But in 10 years, we're going to look back and realize that this laid the groundwork for a bunch of amazing storytelling. Maybe five years. I don't think they're going to do as big of a saga this, this time. I mean, for me, I, like, I go in this with an open mind. I don't know. All I know is that these people are looking over what has happened on, on Earth. And what has happened on Earth uh, in a lot of ways, has been shambles. And what they're going to do about that, who they're going to intervene with, what they're going to intervene with, if anything, um, is is going to be fun to see. So again, I don't know much about this, uh, but I'm, I'm kind of excited that I don't because I get to go in and I kind of get to learn about a brand new comic series that I never, I never gave a chance. Like I, I may have heard something here and there, uh, over time, over the years, but ultimately, I don't know, and that's that's kind of a fun fun thing to not know about. But science that aspect as well. Um, all right. So, lastly, what do we think is going to be at the end of this? What do we think is going to be a, a credit scene, possibly, uh, to set up a future thing? Okay. So let's look at the upcoming movies. You got Spider Man, Doctor Strange, and Thor: Love and Thunder. Those are the next big three movies. So if it stays in the realm of just those three movies, I think we're going to get some kind of tease into the multiverse of madness. I don't know who it is. I don't know what character it's going to be. But I don't think it's going to be Spider-Man because of Sony. The fact that it's a Sony movie, I think they're going to take the opportunity to go into the Doctor Strange multiverse of madness. And if they bring in a character, I think they're going to bring in a character that will be a very low groundwork for the way this future is going to go. And they're going to bring in somebody from the Fantastic Four. Mm. It might be Mr. Fantastic. And that's what I'm hoping. It's just, we get a very small introduction, like Dr. Reed Richards just announced for a press conference and the character comes out. That's, and that's the clip. So I think we're going to get, because we saw the four logo in like when Marvel did their welcome back to the movies Mm -hmm. montage. So Fantastic Four is coming, and we know that. And honestly, that should be the first one because I think we need a little bit more time to wash our hands of the X-Men Fox franchise. You know, give that time to breathe. Uh, it, it's Fantastic- time. I'm done with it. 
I breathed. No, I, I, I don't want to. My hands were washed. Marvel needs more time to set this up. These no. movies aren't going to come out to 2024 no. anyway. I don't I mean, want more time. They've already got the slate announced through 2023. They're not going to be in them. And I want them to do it justice. I want a, a Wolverine movie. I don't want I don't want to jump right into the X-Men. I want a Wolverine movie. I want a Gambit movie really, really bad. Um, I want Cyclops. I want them to do the same thing they did with Marvel. And yeah. then when we get to... And, and they're going to tell this storyline alongside of building up the Young Avengers, which is what they've been doing so far mm-hmm. in this phase. you got Wanda and Vision's kids. Yeah. you got um, uh, Isaiah's nephew and the Falcon and Winter Soldier. you got Kid Loki. They're getting the Young Avengers together. Yeah. And they're getting the Thunderbolts together with uh, Valentina and uh, Agent Soldier, whatever the hell the guy's name is yeah. from Falcon. Um, you got they, the, <clears throat> the Black Widow post-credit with Jelena uh, with Valentina. It's going to set up Florence Q oh. made it into this podcast. You did that. Did. I did it. It was my fault. You I'm did sorry. that. I'm sorry, Emily. They're going to drop in the Fantastic Four, I think, before they drop in the X-Men. And again, we've seen the logo in their promos, which means it's the first thing coming. So I, I don't want to add too much to this because I agree with what I thought was going to happen. You've said a lot of it. I don't know about, about uh, Fantastic Four, though. Um, I do believe it is it is going to be uh, from madness. Um, I feel like it's got to be one of these characters that that we're about to really dive into with the Eternals. Um, but as you're saying that, like I'm envisioning um, like a slow pan up, like like we're hearing a voice at a press conference, and we slow pan up to up to the podium, and then we see we see Richard's name nameplate there. So if that were to happen, that would be awesome. Um, who do you think is going to be Ms. Uh, Reed Richards? If you could pick anybody, who would it be? I mean, it's it's got to be uh, um, John. It's got to be him, right? I I, I hope so. It, I don't it, think it's going to be, but I hope so. It's like it's the only person that I'm now okay with, and that sucks because I just think he would do such a great job. And we've seen he's not just a stupid slap slapstick comedy kind of actor. We've seen him in very serious roles. We've seen mm-hmm. what he can do. And I think if he was put in this role, and I think he really wants this role. I think he's wanted this role for a long time. We know he's wanted to be a part of the MCU for a very long time. Um, I think he would he would just do such a fantastic job with it. No, I didn't even mean to say that. I didn't even mean to say fantastic. Yeah, you did. I didn't. <laughs> but he would. It would be so fantastic. And I just can't see anyone else. So if it is someone, I hope it's someone that we don't know about, brand new kind of actor, someone that's coming up, we're not even thinking about in our in our head, and he, he kills it um, if it's not if it's not who uh, we want it to be. All right. I, I want to throw out one more prediction. If it's not Mr. Fantastic, I think it could be Dr. Doom. And Oh my gosh. I would, if it's Dr. Doom, I will yeah. freak out. And if, if I could pick one actor to be Dr. Doom, it would be Giancarlo Esposito. That would be fantastic. So, so if, 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 if they do a job of Dr. Doom, the best actor to play it is Giancarlo Esposito. Esposito. Gus from Breaking Bad. That's what yeah. he's known as. He's you know also what? in The Boys, which, by the way, if you haven't watched The Boys. I haven't watched The Boys. It is the one of the best shows I've ever seen. I is think it? you would love that show. Absolutely. I keep, I keep getting told by, by people at work I need to watch it. It is one of the funniest and best written shows I've seen ever. See, like, is what? it too funny, though? It's like no, that's, that's what stopped no. me from watching it. Is because it's also it's also a political commentary. 
you know, I don't love p- political stuff. But it's not like over the top in your face, but it definitely, okay. like, Hopelander is definitely Trump and Trumpism. There's no doubt about that. It's America. It's we're yeah. America and we're number one. It's so blatantly okay. in your face. It's not blatantly in your face, but if you have any idea what you're doing, you can mm-hmm. tell they're, they're doing commentary on Trump. Okay. Um, but the whole like real life scenario where the collateral damage of superheroes, the way Vought basically is Disney, and if superheroes were real, they pay off the you know they. It's it I don't know. Just watch the fucking show, dude. It's so. Okay. It's season three is getting ready to come out with Jensen Ackles joining. I mean, yeah. that's enough. That's enough to get to get Emily on board. Get my Dean Winchester on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Doctor Doom or Mister Fantastic, I believe, is the extra credit scene in Eternals. And I, mean, I will probably squeal. Yeah, I mean, I'm in for for both. I mean, both would be. I mean, Doctor Doom to me is like we've needed him for so long. So to me, that would be who I'd want to see. But also, if we're gonna finally, finally see something with Fantastic Four, that's gonna make everyone gasp in the theater. No, I mean it's there's there's nothing about it. Okay, so I'm going to share the screen. And when I do, I want your live reaction. I want this to be in the podcast. Your girl got her hair cut. I mean, she's... Florence Pugh got a pitsy cut. I think it's sexy as hell. That's, that's, that's my Florence right there. Uh, I, am, uh, I am A-OK with that. Me too. I think she's beautiful. No matter. I, she she, she no, can she be is. bald. Yeah. She can be bald. Yeah. All right. Well, we've gone over time. In the in the sports terms, we have gone into OT. We are not going to do two point conversions like the college crap <laughs> way of doing things. But we need to, we need to do some kind of picking. So I want you to give me your without a shadow of a doubt with the spread. Who wins this week? What game? They just got embarrassed on national television. Losing to a team who had no receivers, no defensive coordinator, banged up offensive line, and a quarterback who goes by 12. The Cardinals got their ass beat on national TV by the Packers. And now the 49ers have the unfortunate fact of having to play them after that, after they have a whole week and a half off. I think the Cardinals go into San Francisco, cover the three points, and win by at least 17. Wow. Kyler Murray's pissed. And, and, and you're, you're already starting to hear the narrative of Kyler Murray can't do an entire season because this isn't the first time that, you know, or, you know, last season he would do great at the beginning and then they would taper off towards the end. Yeah. He needs to fit that narrative now in a divisional rivalry game. I think they got it. Okay. I think he does. Uh, for me, I can't go against my boys. I can't go against my Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys at home versus Broncos, nine and a half. From what I've seen of the Broncos, they're they're a shell of a team. And now you, you, you trade away Von Miller. Mm-hmm. Cowboys, it looks like it looks like Dacky Poo's going to be back. He's going to be practicing. Um, you're not going to have uh, uh, the old rush. Who was it? Cooper Rush, I think. I think was the mm-hmm. quarterback. Mm-hmm. Cowboys get it together. Win by ten points. All right, and then just, just for the record, I'm going to say Packers are going to beat the Chiefs in Kansas City. Do you th- who do you think is going to win between the Browns and the Bengals? I, gosh, I knew, I knew, I knew you were going to try to do that. We should um, at least get our teams in. Bengals win. 
All right, that had to hurt you to say that. Bengals win. I'm proud of you. I am very proud of you. I'm going to go cry now. So we're going to end the show here, and uh, we will see you guys next week. He's going to use his tears as lubrication. Don't let him lie to you. It's true. I still love you.